what's going on my people how y'all doing out there man it feels so good to be back with y'all this week this is tj and i've got another episode of the soapbox ready for you i'm telling you we're gonna have a good time today talk about some real serious issues and really really focus hard on making sure that we're moving and climbing to a better version of ourselves I'm going to be real honest with you guys. This has been a really busy week, and I'm telling you, if you look around, there's all kinds of things going on. But as long as we push and strive and keep moving forward, I promise you, brighter days are ahead of us. So look, I ain't going to hold you up no longer. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. All right, all right, all right. So here we are, week four, the finalization of this whole process. We've gone through three weeks of looking at all of these enemies of our own self-actualization and really looking at the components and the things that are standing in the way of us kind of achieving exactly who we want to be as far as assessing who we are and where we stand. Now, Now, today is going to kind of be the highlight, the climax of everything that we've worked on so far, all of the different points that we've made and areas that we've touched, because the subject matter for today is really the condition itself that we have to look at. So let's kind of do a quick review. So of course, the first week we talked about comparison and how comparison was the number one first enemy that we were going to talk about as far as self-actualization and how we need to step away from this whole concept of comparing ourselves to other people, how good they're living, what they've got going on, and really kind of focus on us. If you really want to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to the you of yesterday, but don't compare yourself to the people that live next door, to the people that you work with, to anybody around you, because everyone's life and livelihoods are different people are at different phases of their lives people are going through all types of different situations so it's just unfair to you to sit around and try to figure out how you compare to another person so the second enemy that we talked about the second thing that we kind of dug into was having no self-worth and how people get into conditions where they don't necessarily value themselves and who they are and what they contribute to the people around them in a community their homes, um, their spouses, their children. Understand though, you are necessary. You are worth everything. You are needed. And if you don't ever establish anything else in your mind about your own self-worth, you need to understand that there are some people in the world that need everything that you have to offer in order for them to be the best that they can be. They need your gifts. They need your mistakes. They need your successes. They need your failures. So understand that everything that is a part of you is necessary for somebody. There's somebody out there that needs all of that. Then we moved on to the third enemy and we were talking about labels and how labels pretty much develop everything else. You know, you get a label with a negative connotation on it and then all of a sudden you start to compare yourself and it begins to affect your self-worth and now this cycle of self-destruction starts. We talked about the fact that you don't need to accept the labels from the outside of you and you need to be very cautious about the labels that you press 
upon yourself internally. It is very important that you are engaging in strong and positive self-talk. Stop telling yourself that you are something that you're not. Stop telling yourself that you cannot achieve, that you can't be what it is that you want to be. You need to make sure that you're talking to yourself and the labels that you are pressing upon your own mind are positive labels that are pushing you forward towards your goal. So all of these enemies are basically thrown together into one big melting pot, one big culmination of a substance that is known as learned helplessness. Now I want to make sure you guys get that term learned helplessness. If you have a chance, look it up, look up the entire concept, really dig into the theory of what this means because this is the condition. This is the point that we have all been working up towards all these four weeks to get to so that we can really look at this thing and dissect it to understand how this affects people's lives every single day and how we can fight against it. It is a horrible, absolutely horrible condition that many people exist inside of almost Everywhere you look, learned helplessness is one of the most damaging and destructive thought processes, conditions, states of mind that you could ever possibly think about being in or be stuck in. It is a rabbit hole that you have the hardest time to climb out of. And most professionals will state to you that learned helplessness is one of the leading causes of depression in the world today. We can't afford to fall into this trap, but so many people are already there, but we can't fight it if we don't know what it is. So we need to establish it as best we can with our definition of what it is and how it is put together. So the Oxford Dictionary states that learned helplessness is a condition where a person has a sense of powerlessness arising from a traumatic event or persistent failure to succeed. Now, to really break that down, it's basically an individual who gets caught into a situation that's extremely traumatic, that's really, really, really hurt them in a major way. And if you think about it, that could be a multitude of things. That could be the loss of a loved one. That could be the loss of the ability to use a body part. Uh, that could be a critical illness. It could be a major financial break or something that happens in your household where you lose a lot of your livelihood. It could be a multitude of things. But then on the flip side of that, the definition goes on to talk about the persistent failure to succeed. Now, sometimes, and I'm sure you guys know, sometimes people begin to feel like they are in a rut. They feel like everything that they do is horrible. Everything they do is a mistake. There's nothing that they can do right because they've tried something over and over again, or they've tried multiple things over and over again, and they continue to fail or fall short at whatever it is that they're trying to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the beginning of you destroying your existence. You cannot fall into these traps, but we're going to talk about how they develop. 
here in just a minute. So let's take a look at how the process basically works. So first off, let's just say you adopt some type of label with a negative connotation to it, some type of negative element to it. Let's say you say you're overweight. Um, people have called you fat. People have called you overweight. People have told you you need to lose weight. So now we have this label. All right. We've been labeled as overweight and we need to lose some pounds. So now you begin to use that label to create comparison and see, here we go. Now you're comparing yourself to family members that don't weigh as much as you do. Now you're comparing yourself to people at your job that don't weigh as much as you, that are thinner than you, that look like they work out. You decide that you're going to go to the gym and you're going to try to lose some of this weight. You get to the gym and now you're comparing yourself to the individuals that are already there that are working out, that are losing weight. You may have decided that you were going to work out and you've been working out for months. And when you look in the mirror, you don't necessarily see the gains that you're expecting to see. Now you're starting to compare yourself to other individuals who lost more weight than you did during this time frame. All of this stuff starts to play into your mind because you started out with a negative label and now you decided to use that label to create these comparisons. The next thing that happens is you begin to shape your self-worth based off those comparisons. All of a sudden you begin to feel worse and worse because now you're not achieving your goal. Now you're not getting there. You may be progressing, but it may not be as fast as you were hoping or thought it would be. And now all of a sudden you're in a situation where you just begin to feel worse and worse more and more each day you stop going to the gym you stop your diet because you just don't feel like anything is worth it it's not happening for you and now you're moving into dangerous territory after all this stuff compounds after all this stuff gathers together now you have moved into what we consider learned helplessness you have convinced your psyche that there is nothing that you can do to change your situation, that you have tried your very best to lose weight. You have tried to do everything you possibly can and the weight just won't come off. Now, all you have done at this point is you have convinced yourself to go back to the lifestyle that you were before you even realized that you had the label. All of a sudden now, more and more labels begin to attach to you because now you start to compare yourself to people that are maybe your same size. Now you're starting to wear yourself down even more. You forget your diet and go in the opposite direction. And now you're looking worse. Your health is getting worse and everything that you're doing is going into a downward spiral. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the rabbit hole. This is the enemy that we have to fight. This is the inner trap that we have to compete against in order to make sure that we are not falling victim to this understanding. Persistence matters. It does not matter if your goal happens today. It does not matter if your goal happens this week this month, this year, you keep pushing towards your goal and don't allow yourself to compare yourself to people who may be achieving things that you want to achieve while you're on your journey. Everybody's path is different. Everybody's walkway is lit different ways. You are not going to be on the same journey as individuals that you see. All of us are unique. So with you being unique, you have to understand that your journey is unique as well. There are things that you are going to experience that nobody else in the world is going to experience. 
It may be the same situation, but there are going to be elements of that situation that are significantly different for you than it is for other people. Plenty of people struggle with some of the same problems that you have right now, but nobody struggles with your problems but you. So you have to understand that you have the right to claim exclusively what the solution is going to be for your particular situation. So don't compare yourself to others. Don't put yourself in this learned helplessness slump that people begin to fall into and now you're getting depressed because now you're not getting the progress that you knew that you needed to at any particular time and let's not be so dogmatic about this thing because the truth of the matter is this could actually happen in any situation it doesn't have to be weight and health it could be finances it could be your home life it could be your friends it could be any type of situation that exist in your life. It could be your job. It could be relationships, whatever the case may be. You can fall into this same trap so many different ways that it is ridiculous. And this is why you have to make sure that you are in constant guard of the health and welfare of your psyche. Let me stress this as well. No one is exempt. Think about it, right? Look at how many people we have witnessed, movie stars, superstars, sports figures, entertainers who have reached a height of success and fame that some of us would dream of. Some people live some glorious, glamorous lives only to find out that they struggle with drug abuse, that they struggle with all kind of physical situations, and then some of them even succumb to suicides because learned helplessness is not something that is just geared towards individuals who we think are living horrible lives. Remember that, and we're going to talk about this, but remember that perspective is actually more important than anything. We may view a person's life and we may see the best. We may wish for it. We may wish for those types of successes, but we don't truly know what's going on in the background in that individual's life. We don't know what they're experiencing. So a lot of times we have people who are in very, very prominent positions who are gaining lots of money and are able to do lots of things, but inside of their homes or inside of their lives, there could be all types of turmoil problems and issues that they are facing that could push them into into a situation just like this and it can be detrimental and sometimes it could even cause them to take their own lives in the process so now that we have established kind of what learned helplessness is now we need to look at how do we get here and what do we do to get out of this condition what do we do to fight against this whole drag down into this rabbit hole of depression and just no self-worth so there are certain things that we need to look at certain elements that we need to approach and, and actually change how we focus on this whole process of making sure that we're lifting ourselves up as opposed to pushing ourselves down. Okay, so first, we need to talk about managing expectations. This is actually really important, and it really starts when you're young. Um, I think most people need to kind of cultivate a lifestyle of realistic expectations as they move 
through life. Because what happens is people don't understand how to manage their expectations properly. Disappointment is the result of unrealized expectations. But the problem that we run into a lot of times is that the expectations that we are disappointed about, we didn't take a realistic look at them. We didn't really put them on a real scale and ask ourselves, is this really something that we should be expecting to happen? Or is this something that we have somewhat wishful thinking? Or is this something that we're shooting too low? One thing that I think is a major problem that I see happening now is that people love to talk about what they want to achieve. They love to tell you, oh God, I'm going to be this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that's great. That's absolutely wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be something, then by all means, you can be whatever you want to be, but you are willing to work for. See, that second part is the part of people's expectations that they don't necessarily seem to tack on to the realistic part of the process. There are people that say that they want to run a million dollar company. Well, that's great. Those are great expectations, but don't get down on yourself when you don't run a million dollar company simply because you haven't worked for that million dollar company. There are a lot of people that say that they want to be all kinds of different things. Just think of this, right? We look at television all the time. We see actors on television playing roles. Do you know that those individuals spend hours, countless hours, mastering those characters and roles? There are tons of people that sit back and they say, oh, I want to do that. I want to try that. But you're not willing to put forth the work and effort to do what it is that you see done. I've been in the music business for quite a while now. Nothing major, a lot of amateur work, mid-level. I have run into all kinds of artists, entertainers, and they have all these big dreams of being individuals much like what they hear on the radio and see on television. The problem is, is they're not willing to do the work that it takes. So when you are disappointed because in 10 years you expected to be this big recording artist, but inside of that 10 years, what work did you do? See, your expectations need to be measured by your willingness to work. Your expectations need to take a realistic approach to life based off of what you're willing to do to gain the success that you want. If you want to be at the top of your game, climb your corporate ladder of your business, there's work that's got to be done. Regardless of how you look at it, there's work that has to be done. A lot of times people say, well, this person got this position or that position because they're friends of the individual or they're closest to buddy system. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bust your bubble right now. That's work too. It may not be the proper work, but it's work. You got to spend time with somebody. You got to talk to them. You got to listen to their problems. You got to be a yes man, or you got to do this or do that. And there's all types of stuff that goes into that process too. It ain't just you wake up one day and all of a sudden you're the best friend of the boss. No, that comes with work also. Now it may be work that you enjoy. You're going out and you're, you're shopping, you're hunting, you're fishing. You're doing all this different stuff that you enjoy, but nevertheless, it takes up time. It is a process and all ultimately it may lead to some type of success. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe you didn't, but nevertheless, I want people to understand that it is not without effort. You have people that are sitting around right now and they tell you every year 
that they are going to lose weight at the beginning of the year. They're going to start this brand new fitness regime and they're going to the gym. They're going to get in shape. That is their new year's resolution. By February, they are completely lost in anything that they planned on doing and they have completely reverted back to what they were pre-December. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to manage your expectations. Don't give yourself unrealistic goals that you are not willing to work toward. You can give yourself any goal that you want if you are willing to put forth the time and the effort to achieve it. Another thing that goes along with unrealistic expectations it's people's ability to fail. You are going to fail. You're going to fail and you're going to fail and you're going to fail again. That is life. Anything that you do, you are going to take the chance of either doing successfully or you're going to take the chance of hitting bumps in the road. But understand that failure is not finite. Just because you tried something one time, two times, 10 times, that doesn't mean that you are a failure. That just means that you found that many ways for something not to work. You have to keep trying. You have to keep pushing. And just because you don't get it on the first try, the second try, the third try, doesn't mean you won't get it on the fourth try. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people in the world who have done things thousands of times before they got it right. Imagine if you told your child that when they were trying to walk, if they fail, then just stop. Don't keep trying because it's not going to happen. No, they fail. They got up. They tried again. As a matter of fact, you encouraged them. Every single time that they fail, you told them, get back up. Think about when you were learning how to ride your bike. You fell plenty of times. You didn't know how to pedal. You didn't know how to use the brakes. If you had just stopped and just quit, then what would have happened? You never would have learned how to ride your bike. So you have to understand that with your expectations, there will be failures because this is a process. Everything is a process. And with processes, you have to learn what works and what doesn't. So don't have unrealistic expectations. Please learn how to manage those so that they won't cause you to fall into the learned helplessness whole. All right. The next element that we need to look at is life perspective. How people see things matters. I'm telling you guys now that your perspective on life is more important than just about anything else. How you see the world, how you see what you're going through, how you see what you're dealing with is by far such an important process to your livelihood and your mental health. Please, if you cannot pick up anything else, I want you to stop seeing the negative in everything. Stop looking at situations and dissecting them and trying to find the worst. That is a horrible, horrible process. I haven't done a podcast on this yet, but I am going to do an episode where we talk about your RAS, your reticular activating system. Your RAS is a part of your brain that is responsible for a lot of what you experience on a daily basis as regular activity. Now, what I mean by that is, have you ever been somewhere and you decided to buy a car. Let's say you decided to buy a blue Ford. 
After you leave the lot with your blue Ford, all of a sudden now you start to see more blue Fords everywhere. It's almost like people waited until you bought your blue Ford before they started buying blue Fords all over the place. Well, the truth of the matter is that is your RAS. That is your reticular activating system working. What it does is it actually processes information and allows your brain to see consistency in life. The problem is it's not prejudice. It's not in a situation where it is going to screen out anything. So if you feed your RAS negativity, your RAS finds negativity in your life. So in other words, if you wake up every day and you tell yourself, today is going to be a rough day, today is going to be a rough day. Well, your RAS takes that and processes it. And now your RAS looks for a rough day. You will experience a rough day you will see trials and tribulations much more than you see anything else. One of the oldest statements that has ever been told in time is that if you look for it, you'll find it. That's your RAS because it is absolutely correct. In any situation, if you look for the negative, it's there. The problem is, is that it is not fair because the positives are there too. That's why you need to feed your RAS positive thoughts. Think about situations as positively as you possibly can. Now, I'm not telling you to ignore the fact that there are issues in a situation. What I'm telling you is, is that don't spend so much time focusing on them and harping on them. I'm going to give you guys another tidbit. I'm telling you, this is very powerful. Stop wasting time thinking about things you cannot change. Life is life. You have a circle of influence. That is the area that you can do something about. Stop spending countless hours thinking about people, places, and things that you can't do anything about. All that does is feed your RAS with information that causes you to look for negativity in all these different places. Please back away from that. That is not healthy thinking. Another thing that you should do too, to help you out with your perspective, instead of just looking for good, start to look for wins. If you structure your day so that you achieve wins throughout the day, that helps your RAS develop this process of you being somewhat of a conqueror throughout the day. You're constantly checking off win after win after win, things that you accomplish through the day. And that will give you the ability to start those neurotransmitters that are in your brain. The dopamine hits that you get from being successful at this thing and that thing, that begins to help flood your mind with positive chemicals, things that will make you feel better, things that will make you think better, and then it'll change your whole perspective. I am telling you guys, if you do this one thing, change your perspective on life, your entire world would change. I promise you it would. If you do that one thing, everything about you will alter. Everything about what you see and what you experience throughout the day will change. If you change that one particular aspect of your life, stop looking at the negative, start looking at the positive and gain some wins. Feed your RAS with something positive. Now, the next one is a big one. 
you need to learn how to manage fear. There is nothing in life that is more polarizing than being afraid. You have to learn how to manage fear. Fear is not your friend. Fear is an element that is introduced to you to give you caution about situations that are unknown. Just as there is the possibility of a negative outcome in a situation, there is the possibility of a positive outcome in a situation. Most times, we are more afraid of things and outcomes that really aren't as bad as what we think. Most times, most situations that we are afraid of, if we would just face them and deal with them, then they end up turning out relatively decent. I would encourage you, aside from life-threatening events or actions, you know, I don't want you to do anything stupid, but aside from life-threatening actions, I would encourage you, use fear as a compass and move towards the things that you begin to feel fear about. Move towards the things that you begin to feel anxious about, things that make you a little uneasy. Those are the things that you want to go towards because there's real growth in those situations. Is there a possibility that you could fail? Absolutely. If you want to start a business, but you're afraid that you're going to fall on your face, try it anyway. Fall on your face, learn from it, face that fear. If you know for a fact that you are at a dead end job and you need to go to a different one, then go make your move. Go ahead because ultimately your success is really contingent on your willingness to succeed. What you're willing to work towards. Is it possible that you're business could fail? Absolutely. Is it possible that you could not get the new job? Absolutely. But still, the 100% definite thing is, if you don't try, you will fail. If you don't try to do a new business, if you don't try to get a new job, if you don't try to start a new relationship, if you don't try to work towards whatever your new goal is, then it will 100% absolutely not happen. But at least if you do try, there is still the chance that there could be success on the other side of your trial. So please don't let fear arrest you in the moment. Do what you know you need to do. Reach out and I promise you that success is on the way. It is coming. And then we also need to manage regret. Ladies and gentlemen, your past is a reference tool. It is not a place to live. You cannot spend all your time every day dwelling on actions that you wish you would have did years ago things that you wish you would have done differently, mistakes that you made that you wish you could get back. The past is the past. None of us have been perfect our entire life. None of us have gone without fault. There are things that I've done in my past that I wish I never would have done. There are things that I've done yesterday that I wish I would have done differently. We all have that. When you take a real quick glance at what you did the previous day or the previous week, you can spot all these little points in life where you could have been more efficient, where you could have saved money, where you could have done this, where you could have done that. All these little spots where you wasted time that you wish you wouldn't have. There's just tons of things. And if you bog yourself down with that type of information, all you will do is live in regret. Ladies and gentlemen, regret does nothing for you. Nothing. If anything, you utilize the mistakes that you made in the past to direct the actions of your future. Learn from the mistakes that you made. Learn from the decisions that didn't turn out quite well. Make sure that you look at those things, assess them, get the lesson, and then file that away. 
Don't wake up every day thinking about how you missed the mark. Don't spend hours and hours of time beating yourself up. And I know that there are people out there that have done some horrible things in your lives. We all have. We have all done really, really bad stuff. But please understand that that is not the you that you are now. That is not the you that you are today. Don't keep allowing yourself to beat yourself up over the things that have happened in the past. And another thing, don't allow other people to beat you up about the things that you've done in the past. That is the past. There are tons of people that will try their very best to bring up mistakes that you made years ago. Let them live in the past. If they want to remember you for the you that you were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, let them do that. But you don't have to be that person. You don't have to dwell on that. And I would encourage you to let that go. So when we talk about learned helplessness, we have to understand that we need to manage our expectations. We need to manage our life perception. We need to manage our fear and we need to manage our regrets. Those are major elements of not falling into the rut of believing that we cannot achieve. We need to stop comparing ourselves to people, gain our self-worth, and leave the negative labels where they are. Don't accept anybody else's perception of you, opinion of you, label of you, or anything that they want to bring up about you. You are powerful. You are a beacon of light for somebody. You may not touch millions of people in your life. There may be just that one individual. There may be multiple individuals around you that are looking to you to be the best that you are. So before I end this session, I want to say this to anybody who is listening and you do not feel like you are worth anything anything. You are powerful. You are necessary. You are needed for people to survive and thrive. Please grab a hold to your self-actualization. Realize that you are a major aspect in life and that there are people that are looking to you for guidance, for leadership, for stability. Give them that. Do not rob the world of the wonder of you. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for this roller coaster ride. It's been a great four weeks. We got through another session. Next week, we'll start a new session and a brand new four weeks where we'll talk about a new subject matter. I can't wait to start a new journey with you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this journey. Please, if you don't take anything else from this lesson, from these lectures, from these podcast episodes, please understand that you are unique. You are necessary. You are worth it. Thank you, guys. I love you. Take care. Peace.